Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to State of the Braves, uh, your best source for Braves coverage throughout uh, this 2022 season and beyond. Uh, we are amazingly 12 games into the Braves winning streak. This is the longest winning streak of any team in the major leagues this year. It's one of the longest winning streaks in Atlanta Braves history. I think right now it is the fifth longest streak, and that is a long, uh, long record. Uh, with a lot of good teams in it, uh, of course, throughout the 90s. Uh, I think the last streak of this length was a 13-game winning streak uh, in uh, 2013, so uh, just a long time ago. And uh, we are seeing uh, the fruits of the Braves' labor going on right now. Uh, after a pretty frustrating start to the season, we are rolling. The Braves are rolling, and that is awesome to see. A lot of things have gone into that. Uh, but this, of course, is also a bittersweet uh, podcast because as we are um, coming off of that 12th straight win, we're also coming off of an Ozzy Albies injury. So we're going to get into that and the impact um, that that has. Uh, you know, you just kind of hate uh, for that to happen to a guy like Ozzy, uh, one of the favorite Braves, a uh, guy who brings a lot of energy and a lot of positive vibes throughout the clubhouse um, and on the field every day. Uh, so yeah, we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to get into some prospect updates as well and then just talk a little bit about the Braves' uh, streak and kind of what has gone into that and the reasons for it and hopefully uh, the fact that it might continue for a little bit longer. So uh, let's start with the bad. We'll get into Ozzy's injury last night. Um, unfortunately, I cannot watch <laughs> these games in full uh, when the Braves play the Nationals. I'm in the Nationals Um area and uh, it gets blacked out during those games so i have to kind of go back um i can watch them but not live so i was able to to do that and kind of see what happened to ozzy last night um and quite honestly it was an awkward swing it was an awkward swing from the left side it happened in the fifth inning um he got like seriously jammed uh and then took a step to to get out of the box and then immediately went down um and uh, came out, didn't even try to run that ball out, immediately came out of the game. And uh, pretty pretty quickly it was determined that he had fractured a bone in his foot. Of course, there's a lot of bones in, in your foot, so uh, no, clear, uh, no clarification in terms of exactly uh, the severity of the injury. But it might give you a clue that it's maybe slightly more severe in the fact that he was placed on the 60-day DL or IL um, today. Uh, 60 days, of course, guaranteeing. Uh, he's going to be out um, through probably about mid-August, uh, and you're hoping that at that point he would be ready to go after that. But but that's a long time. I mean, 60 days, that's obviously about a third of the season uh, that we're going to be without Ozzy Albies at second base. Uh, and you start thinking through that. Obviously, you're losing uh, one of the more well-rounded players on the Braves team. He gives you a lot defensively. He's really a gold-glove caliber second baseman. I already mentioned the energy that he brings uh, every day on the field, um, the hard work behind the scenes, and then, of course, his bat, which had not been really the strength of his game this season thus far, but he would he had really been heating up. So the timing of this is kind of uh, frustrating, too, as, as he was starting to, to bring the power again and uh, from both sides of the plate had been looking a little better from that side. So... Um, the, the loss of the bat, you know, I feel like we might not feel that immediately 
uh, just because he really hadn't been quite himself this year offensively, but uh, really the potential of what he could have done if he'd gotten hot. Ozzy's one of those guys who over you know, a course of uh, the course of maybe a two-week stretch can get really hot and practically carry a team. Um, and so while he's not super consistent in that way, he can, he can and has done that in the past. So you certainly lose that kind of high ceiling ability from Ozzy. Uh, you know, losing the glove, we're going to see how that plays out. It's very likely, I'm going to get into this a little bit more about his replacements, but it's very likely that Orlando Arce is going to step in in the short term at least at second base. Uh, he's been a decent um, defensive player over his career, but he's not Ozzy Albies defensively. So, you know, what do you lose up the middle there? Potential impact uh, for sure. Uh, you know, and so we're going to have to see how that plays out, but definitely a loss. Um, one of those that, you know, Ozzy is, um, like I said, he's uh, he's enjoyable to watch, and you, and you definitely lose that. It's kind of in the same way that you – uh, you kind of hated losing Ronald last year. Uh, thankfully, it won't be for as long. Uh, I, I always say, you know, broken bones are way better injuries to deal with than anything ligament-related. You don't tend to have long-term effects to, to things like that. It's just the, a matter of losing a guy for the amount of time that he has to be out. Uh, so, you know, when we get into the internal options that the Braves have, uh, they have a lot of guys. They don't have a lot of great options. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of bodies. Um, and so, like I said, Orlando Arcia has been surprisingly good offensively this year. Uh, and you know, I don't know if it's a, if we can expect for him to continue to do that throughout uh, the rest of the season. But he does give you uh, some potential power. He hits the ball hard uh, when he does make contact. And um, he's had a pretty good approach at the plate thus far this year. So hopefully that will continue. That would. Uh, go a long ways in reducing the impact of Ozzy being out. Um, the other guy that the Braves brought up today and activated from AAA is Phil Gosselin. A lot of Braves fans might know that name, remember that name. He uh, was in the Braves um, in the Braves system for a long time. He actually came up with the Braves uh, quite a long time ago, and he's uh, kind of a veteran middle infielder now. Has bounced around the bigs. He was with the Angels. Uh, at the big league level last year and did a decent job. So he's he's certainly capable. He's He's been hitting pretty well in AAA. Uh, and so he's not somebody who's going to you know do nothing for you uh, offensively or defensively. Uh, but he's probably also not going to wow you uh, and suddenly come up and hit a bunch of home runs or anything like that. So, you know, uh, again, the Braves can plug this hole, I think, reasonably well, um, but we're going to have to see how these guys perform. Uh, it's also going to be interesting if Ozzy has to be out longer than this 60-day IL stint. And I think if you start getting into more of a loss-for-the-season kind of situation, uh, then you might see the Braves look outside of the organization for a little better help. I, you know, And if these guys uh, don't, uh, don't perform. So I think that is a question mark. I'm sure it's something that Anthopolis is going to weigh as they get closer uh, to the trade deadline and get a little more clarity or certainty with Ozzy and his injuries. You get, you know, around July 31st, you're going to have a much better idea of when Ozzy's going to come back and uh, what that uh, what that need is like if it's there. You know, I did look a little bit into some external options. You got to keep in mind, you know, another one of the impacts 
of the Braves going out and getting Matt Olson. I mentioned this many times, but they just have much fewer resources in terms of minor league prospects to deal from. And so a situation like this um, means, you know, are you going to go out and use, you know, some of the, the few bullets you have uh, to, uh, to go out and get what would probably be, you know, a rental kind of player just to fill a gap for the rest of this season. Again, we don't know that we need to fill a gap for the rest of the season. I'm really hoping that the timing of this will be that Ozzy comes back, you know, in that mid-August period, he gets ramped up and is really, you know, healthy and, and fresh. And maybe you get the best possible Ozzy Albies for the postseason. That would be awesome. Uh, and in some ways, I think that's the more likely scenario. But but if he is out and the Braves have to go out and get get somebody, um, I got a couple names for you, um, and these are guys that you know are not very pricey, but I think could still bring something to the table, maybe a little bit more than what we have internally. So the first guy is Kesson Hira. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's with the Brewers. He's uh, kind of an infielder. He, he'll play all over the place for the Brewers, middle infielder, second base, and first base. He's got some power. He was a pretty uh, pretty high draft pick a few years ago. He's never uh, fully found it with the Brewers. In fact, I think they even sent him down to AAA briefly uh, this season, but he also hit a game-winning home run against the Braves this season. I remember him from that. Uh, so he's got ability, but, I mean, if you look up his numbers, he's also not going to wow you a ton. I don't think he's the best defensive guy, but, you know, I think he's one of those that maybe if you were to get, to get him, a little bit of a change of scenery and some opportunity might do him some good. Uh, so that's one to keep in mind. His value is very low, so I don't think it would take a ton to go out and get him if the Brewers were trying to move on from him. Uh, the next guy is Brandon Drury. Uh, he actually was a Braves prospect way, way back in the day. He is kind of on the level of Phil Gosselin, but, but a little better just in terms of uh, he has kind of stuck around the majors throughout the course of his uh, career. Uh, and he's actually having a very good year with the Reds as a little bit more of an everyday player this year. I think he has about 10 home runs, so he has a little more power. Um, and again, he's a guy, kind of a journeyman, who wouldn't be uh, really expensive to get. The other reason I kind of like the Brendan Drury option is that even if Ozzy does come back, uh, he gives you maybe a little bit more uh, from the bench, a little more power, maybe a guy who could occasionally DH, that sort of thing. Uh, so maybe he's one to keep in mind. And the last guy is someone I brought up this offseason as a potential target even for the outfield, but he's also, I think, primarily a second baseman, and that's Whit Merrifield. Uh, he's the most expensive of these three, but not really that expensive. He is kind of a fan favorite uh, with Kansas City, so I don't know that they would want to trade him away. He's also having kind of a down year at this point, uh, but he's from Braves country, so it might be one of those things that he would uh, kind of want to want to get a, a shot at playing for a winning team. Uh, he is more of a singles and doubles guy with speed, um, but also someone who um, you know ha has some value still, and you know could maybe turn things around for his season. So again, none of these guys are guys that I think are going to light anybody's fire too much, but. Uh, certainly guys that might bring a little bit more uh, than what the Braves have internally. Now, I will say this, the best version of Orlando Arcia that we've seen could be as good or better than these guys. And so I'm really hoping that he does perform. He's certainly going to get some opportunity 
Uh, he has, you know, had to go through it a little bit after being traded from Milwaukee. Uh, you know, he he got immediately sent down to AAA for most of the season last year for the Braves. Uh, you know, saw um, very, uh, very small um, at-bats um, during during the season, at the end of the season last year for the Braves, was on the postseason roster. You know, so he's been around and has had some good good moments, especially this season, but just not a ton of playing time. So this, uh, for him and his career, certainly is a great opportunity for him. So we will hope that he uh, seizes the moment for the Braves and kind of gets them through this period that Ozzy will be out. All right, well, let's move on from that and talk a little bit about the Braves' prospects, a little uh, short update of some guys. Some of these guys we've talked about, but just want to mention a few who are doing well or, you know, at least kind of an update on on some of the guys that you've heard about. So the first is we'll start with AAA um, and the uh, Gwinnett Stripers. Tucker Davidson, you know, Tucker Davidson has been up and down with the Braves over the last two years. Um, and really, he currently is probably your best option to dip down into AAA if we need another rotation arm. Now, right now, it looks like the Braves' starting rotation is solidifying a good bit. But if for some some reason the Braves were need, uh, would need to go to a guy, I think Tucker Davidson is your best option right now. He's been pretty consistent um, with some good starts. Recently, I had a pretty high strikeout start. Uh, and his last one went seven innings. So Tucker Davidson, um, after, you know, a, a kind of, it was un, kind of unfair to him, but he had kind of a weird start to the season where he started with the Braves, but never really got uh, that start, you know, that he, he was expecting and that got sent down and kind of yo-yoing back and forth a little bit. So I uh, can't totally blame him for the weirdness of his early struggles. But anyways, looks like he is uh, riding the ship a little bit. So kind of look for him to maybe step back into some role in Atlanta some point this season. Um, you got some other guys, uh, you know, in that rotation, actually a lot of guys in that rotation that have been in Atlanta. Um, you have Wasker and Noah, you have um, Bryce Elder, um, and you have Kyle Muller all at AAA. Um, some struggling, some having one good start, one bad start. Uh, not really finding consistent success. So Tucker Davidson seems to be the most consistent of those guys right now. Um, in terms of the position players at AAA, um, uh, Brendan Shoemake uh, is that shortstop that you kind of hopefully uh, expect to turn things up a notch, especially offensively. Unfortunately, he has slowed offensively um, at the you know the later stages or within the last few weeks, not showing a lot of power. Uh, you know, get, getting some hits, but just the offensively, you do have some question marks. When Ozzy went down, his name was floated a little bit. Even though he's the shortstop, maybe he could step in at second base. He is a very, very good defensive player. Um, but again, I think the reason why he was not chosen is the Braves are hoping he can find something more offensively down at AAA um, and maybe just is not ready, uh, you know, for for the stage at the major league level. Uh, Drew Waters, of course, is the other guy, very high-ranked high, high ranked prospect for the Braves. Hasn't quite found it offensively either, uh, just not a lot going on right now, having a hard time putting the bat on the ball with any kind of authority, which he does have a lot of natural power, but just that has not been playing recently. All right, the AA level, the Mississippi Braves, I mentioned this guy several times, but he continues to do it. 
Jared Schuster uh, is the best pitcher down there at Double A. Uh, he continues to be good. Um, kind of a quality start every time out. Not always dominant, but seems to be always good every time out. So he, if he continues to do that, you really could look to see him maybe up in the Triple A rotation at some point this season. Another guy I haven't mentioned too much, or maybe I haven't mentioned at all. His name is Indigo Diaz. He is a really uh, hard throwing. Um, Potentially dominant bullpen arm in AAA. He was in the uh, single-A levels last year and just wowed everybody. Kind of came out of nowhere. And so he kind of struggled a little bit in the early parts of this season. But it looks like he is back uh, in one of those. Anytime you have a a guy who's, who's lighting up the radar gun and dominating guys as a bullpen arm in the minors, that guy could find himself in the big leagues at any moment. So you just continue to look at him and see if he can bring a little consistency and you wouldn't be shocked if he were in that bullpen at some point this year or next um at high a rome i've mentioned this guy a couple times before as well justin henry malloy uh he has had a really great offensive season unfortunately he's uh hit some struggles this week not something too too um much to worry about but um just kind of keeping an eye on him the one thing I haven't mentioned with him is his defense. And, you know, as much as his bat has really been good this season, defensively there's a lot of question marks about him and where he might find himself. He is playing third base at uh, at Rome, but uh, there's a lot of question marks as to whether he can stick uh, there. Now, you know, in terms of the Braves, I mean, the Braves might have third base covered for a while if Austin Riley stays with the Braves long term. Hopefully he will. But you just wonder about Malloy and where he might find himself, uh, maybe even if it's a DH long-term. Of course, if you're going to play DH, you better hit and hit consistently. Uh, the other guy that I have also mentioned at least once at Rome is Andrew Hoffman. He's probably the best pitcher at this level. He continues to be very good and another name to keep in mind. All right, well, that's enough for the, the prospect update for the Braves. Uh, let's get into... Uh, the Braves win streak, right? This 12-game win streak, which has been very impressive and just really fun to watch after, let's be honest, uh, about two months of really frustrating baseball. It's also funny that this win streak began um, right as the calendar shifted to June, right? So the Braves have not lost in June, winning 12 straight games, uh, moving from 10 and a half games behind the Mets, which seemed really um, kind of worrisome, <laughs> to to now only five and a half games behind the Mets. And that's what the Mets really, I mean, they've they've cooled off a little bit, but they've continued to play pretty well. But the Braves have just been able to make up a lot of ground here in a short amount of time. Um, really encouraging stuff. The Braves have been quite honestly dominant during this run. Uh, they Their run differential is 48 during this four-game stretch. And I'm no, uh, no math whiz, but that is... Uh, them beating their opponents by four runs a game during this stretch. Now, remember, the Braves, I mean, this really was a stretch the Braves needed to take advantage of against some lesser teams. And, you know, you can say, well, I mean, you're, you're beating the Pirates and the A's and, and the Nationals and all that during this time. Well, yeah, but you're still doing it, and you're doing it every time out. And, uh, you know, that's what good teams do. Good teams beat the teams they're supposed to supposed to beat. And, uh, you know, all of this, um, you know, erasing half of their deficit to the Mets, 
the Braves still have 15 games. They've, they've only played one series with the Mets so far this season. They still have 15 games against the Mets. Uh, and, you know, if they just – let's just say they win that series not even by more than a couple games, right? That, that makes up a few more games for you. And, uh, you know, anything can happen. We still have a long way to go in this season. So the Braves have certainly put themselves in a much better position to vie for the National League East and certainly uh, in a better position to vie for a playoff spot, generally speaking. Uh, the Braves' offense has just been very, very good during this 12-game run, right? 83, 83 runs in 12 games. They are hitting the ball at a level that they just had not done in the past. Uh, it seems like everyone, maybe other than Ozuna and Olsen, are going on a pretty good streak right now, uh, particularly Swanson. Swanson has been very good for really about a month, uh, even before uh, this win streak started. Uh, I think he's actually around a top 10 player in wins above replacement overall uh, for all of baseball. Now, a lot of that for Swanson, too, is defensively. He's having a great defensive season, um, but he's been, as we know, really consistent and really good offensively uh, for this long stretch. After starting really slowly, he has been uh, really hitting the ball well. Acuna is is back. You know, it's um, he's being Ronald Acuna, and he's he's doing it uh, in all all phases. You know, with his legs, with his arm, and obviously hitting the ball. And he's out there every night. I think he's played in um, I think it's eight or nine straight games defensively. Uh, not you know, no more DH maybe. Um, so that's really good to see. He's getting his legs under him and staying in, staying healthy. And, you know, I also just want to point out the catching tandem. The Braves have, you know, over the last, I'd say, 10 years or so, gone to this style of of two catchers, right? And it's been actually quite effective for them, sometimes surprisingly so. And then this year with Manny Pena going out, you just didn't know how Contreras was going to respond to that. And, man, he has been awesome. I mean, I, I think he should be an all-star at this point, uh, especially if he continues to do this for another month. Uh, it'll be really cool to see if he can do that. Uh, the Braves catching tandem together with Travis Darno and William Contreras have a uh, almost a two wins above replacement uh, for the season with 16 home runs. Um, I think some of that is their defense, defensive metrics are not um, particularly um, good, maybe especially Darno's. But you know that's still really solid. I wanted to compare that to the guy who's typically thought of as the best catcher in the National League. So that's the Phillies' JT Real Muto. Um, he has a 1.4 wins above replacement so far this season, um, and he's only hit three home runs. So he has had, you know, he's really good defensively in the metrics uh, like like him in that area, but he's had a pretty weak offensive uh, season thus far, especially in the power department. So the Braves, what they're getting, especially offensively from their catching duo is just really, really awesome. You know, we're a little, little past the, the um, one third mark of the season, but still, I mean, if you look, if, if you get a five, five and a half or six wins above replacement overall for your, for your catcher uh, from your catcher, I mean, man, that is really good. And that's basically what the Braves are getting right now. Uh, William Contreras is one of those guys and you see this in, you know, uh, successful seasons. You have certain guys who step up in ways that you don't expect, and William Contreras is definitely doing that for the Braves. You know, overall, I mean, like I said, most of the 
most of the team is doing well right now. I wouldn't say that every every player is hot. I mentioned Ozuna and Olsen. Maybe are the guys who, who aren't contributing quite as much, but Ozuna had a big home run last night. Olsen had a home run the day before. So they're still doing their thing occasionally as well. It's not like they're totally um, you know, devoid of, of, of anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just been a team approach and a noticeably better approach team-wide offensively. They've been way more aggressive in the strike zone. If you watch this team in the first two months, you'd see a ton of third-called strikes, uh, called third strikes from them. Uh, you don't see that near as much right now. Um, hitting uh, even pitchers' pitches and uh, being patient otherwise, right? Laying off of balls, but aggressive in the strike zone. It's been really great to see. Uh, a lot of hard-hit balls across, uh, especially the bottom of the order. I mean, looks like Duvall has kind of figured it out since uh, he's been able to move back to left field. And, uh, you know, Michael Harris also is really starting to hit the ball well uh, at the bottom of the order. So it just, you know, the bottom feeds the top, and it's really hard to um, for pitchers to navigate this uh, this offense right now. As far as the pitching staff goes, they've been really good too. During this time, you know, uh, under three runs per game allowed during this 12-game winning streak. Freed and Wright, you know, both of these guys have been awesome really all year. They are anchoring the pitching staff. Both, I would say, are Cy Young candidates, at least top 10 Cy Young candidates, if not better than that. Uh, Anderson and Strider, I would kind of put them in the next tier as solid, uh, but neither of them are going very deep into games. I think Strider is going to be really interesting to see as he goes through. You know, he's only he's only had a couple, you know, two or three starts to this point. So as he maybe gets more comfortable as a starter at the big league level, does he get a little more um, consistent and deeper into games? Anderson is a little more, uh, you know, he's just never kind of figured out efficiency and fastball command. I hope he I mean, he certainly still has a lot of time to do that. Um, but right now, you know, it's getting five or six innings from him and, and hopefully you know, less than four runs a game. Morton is the wild card. You know, Charlie Morton has, has had a really bad season by his standards. I'm sure he would say that. Uh, his command is really just going in and out. It seems like every start and maybe even every inning out there, uh, you, you'll watch him and sometimes he just can't find the plate and then other times he looks like the old Charlie Morton again. So if he can find consistency, I think Morton is the wild card for this team this season because if you can get a good version of Charlie Morton, along with what Freed and Wright are doing. Uh, the Braves are going to be really, really tough to beat, especially if they can get into the postseason with three really good starters. The bullpen has been great as well. It's kind of been a weird season for, for the bullpen because it's been the guys you weren't expecting who have stepped up, but the Braves are leading the majors in wins above replacement for their bullpen. Uh, it's been just very good. Um, Kenley Jansen, other than a couple hiccups, has been really solid. Um, and like I said, uh, mostly, you know, it's the, the guys you wouldn't have expected uh, who were really good. And keep in mind, Tyler Matzik is feeling better and better and hopefully will return to that bullpen soon. And hopefully it will be the old Tyler Matzik. And that would make the bullpen just that much better, that much deeper. The Braves defense during this stretch run, you know, I don't I mentioned this before and I don't want to just keep repeating myself, but I really think. Uh, a huge, huge part of this whole defensive turnaround for the Braves 
was the addition of Michael Harris, bringing him up, putting him in, in center field, stabilizing the outfield. And, of course, at the same time, what also happened during that time is Ronald Acuna coming back. So those guys being back in the outfield, getting Duvall back to his normal position, uh, has totally transformed the outfield defense. The Braves up the middle defense with Swanson and Ozzy. Uh, and again, unfortunately, losing Ozzy might affect this, but those two guys are so good. And having Harris up the middle, who's, uh, you know, I think the metrics are loving Harris and what he's doing. Uh, if he continues to do what he what he does, I mean, maybe a, a gold a gold glove is in his future. But just really has impacted this team in a lot of ways that maybe are hard to to measure. But their defense certainly is, uh, has been great uh, supporting that pitching staff. So looking ahead, you know, what do the Braves have uh, moving forward? You know, they're on this current road trip in Washington, and then they will go after two more games in Washington. They will play three in Chicago against the Cubs. Uh, as far as the, the Washington series goes, I mean, these two pitching matchups really favor the Braves a lot. I mean, you know, baseball is weird. You can you can see some matchups on paper and think there's no way a team has is going can win those games and they do. So you know you won't, you can't take any of these games for granted. Uh, initially, the game tonight, the Tuesday, was going to be Freed against Strasburg, which was going to be really interesting. As Strasburg has has finally come back from injury, and then uh, news broke today that he's actually back on the IL. This guy cannot. Be healthy. You feel really bad for him. You know, obviously, such an incredibly talented pitcher uh, who, in many ways, pitched the Nationals not single-handedly, but he had he had maybe the biggest uh, impact in getting the Nationals that World Series ring a few years ago. But since then, uh, just has not been healthy, and he's right back. He he said he was experiencing discomfort and something just didn't feel right. So that doesn't sound good for him. So he's back on the IL, and a guy who I can't even pronounce his name. Tetralt maybe uh, is has been brought up. Looks like he's making his major league debut for the Nationals tonight against Max Fried. So good luck to him uh, in that matchup. He, if you look at his um, his overall ERA over his um, his minor league seasons, actually it's pretty solid. You know, in the high threes, uh, he ha he has a little bit over a four ERA this uh, this year in AAA. So I, it'll be interesting to see what he does against the Braves, but I don't know anything about that guy. Uh, and then the Wednesday matchup is Strider against uh, Fetty, um, and he has a nearly five ERA. So, again, if Strider can continue to improve and go a little deeper in game in, in the game, then I think the Braves have a great shot in both of these. And, man, what would that be? 14 straight I think is really legitimate. Uh, Juan Soto also seemed to maybe tweak his knee at the end of the game last night so I don't know if he'll be in uh, in the lineup for the Nationals and obviously it looks even more lopsided if he is not in there tonight so we'll just have to see on that one uh, you know and then on a personal note I'm going to be at um, the game in Chicago on Friday that's the first game of that series I've never been to Wrigley Field so that's going to be a great um, great opportunity for for me and my wife to get over there with a couple friends and uh, watch that game. I think it'll be Morton. Uh, that hasn't been announced yet, but I think it would be his turn in the rotation. So hopefully Morton can give me a good start. Maybe that will be the start of his uh, his turnaround for the season. So, you know, the Braves have five more games against these teams with losing records. 
before they start a little bit more uh, difficult of, uh, of a stretch. But man, I mean, they have a great chance to continue this thing rolling. Uh, they've got a lot of national news coverage lately because of this streak. And um, I mean, why not? Why not get it to 14 games or, or even beyond? Uh, I would love that, obviously. And um, they, they really have a chance to do it. I think in some ways, you know, an injury to Ozzy like this could even bring the team closer together, uh, just like, you know, Ronald going down last year. You know, it can go one of two ways. So hopefully we'll see them uh, pull together and uh, and get it done. Also, just wanted to mention, you know, uh, you can go out and vote for All-Stars right now if you think a Brave uh, is worthy, uh, a worthy candidate for the All-Star team. Go out and do that. I, I certainly think uh, Dansby Swanson should should get a lot of consideration. There are a couple of good shortstop options out there, but I think Swanson has a really good argument to be made, especially because of his defense on top of everything he's doing offensively. Um, I think William Contreras is actually on the bout as a DH. Uh, that's really interesting, and I think uh, he obviously deserves a lot of consideration as well. And even though he's not super high in the average category, um, I think uh, Austin Riley also should be considered um, highly, of course, with Ronald as well, even though Ronald missed a good bit of time. So uh, go out and vote. You know, you can't vote for your pitchers, but I think the Braves have a great shot at, at seeing some pitchers on the on the team as well. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a ways off. But just thought I'd mention that. Go out and vote for your Braves, your favorite Braves, if if you can. All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it uh, for uh, this episode of State of the Braves. I will uh, be back with you probably after that trip to Chicago, and I'll tell you all about it. Well, Y'all have a good one.